0: It's your girl T and we're back with another room and I feel like today's gonna be a short one people but we're here and we're putting that working all of a sudden the sleep wave has hit me and I'm like oh god I gotta do a room, I gotta drop some knowledge, I gotta drop some tea, I gotta feed some content so here we are and it's funny because um, I didn't really know what I was going to talk about today. And then one of my clients, Ms Bev, posted one of her sticks. And the stick said direction over speed. And I was like, yes. That's one of my favourite things. And this kind of saying, direction over speed, sat with me in about the year 2017. And I think it's when I was tapping into a lot of like Nipsey Hustle. And it's something that he encourages us to live by. He always says it, you know, hustle and motivate. And he's always saying direction over speed. And so it's something that's really stuck with me. And it's something that I continue to remember when stuff is like going good or bad. I'm like, ah, T, direction over speed when I thought about it I was like well what does that mean to people like when you hear the words direction over speed what does that actually mean to you if it means anything at all anybody in the audience want to come up and tell me what it means Ms. Bev is in the house hey Ms. Bev how are you I'm fine, thanks. How are you, darling? I'm great, Um, thank you. How do you feel? um, What does direction over speed mean to you when you hear that? um, Sometimes
1: um, in life, especially over the last few months when you feel like you're not getting anywhere, you feel like you're just treading water, you're not necessarily um, seeing the results you want to see in the, you know, you just want to click your fingers and everything's happening now, now, now. But what I'm seeing is that the richness mm. is in the, the path that
0: you're taking. It's not necessarily at the speed at which you're going at. Sometimes we've learned that being still is just as important as moving. Yeah. You so know, sometimes you just have to wait, sometimes you just have to work in the moment, in the now, and be okay with that. And I've become okay with that. So that's what that means to me. I and love I that.
1: You know, it it doesn't have to be at, at, you know, great next speed.
0: As long as I'm on the right path, I'm good. I love that. Yeah. So just to reset the room, welcome, welcome into the room, Queens. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening. We are talking all things direction over speed today. So my question to you all is, what does that mean? When you hear the words direction over speed, what does that mean to you? Like, does that resonate? Does that mean anything to you? And you can all literally, you're welcome to come up and chat with me. Cece, what's good? Hey.
2: So, when I hear direction over speed, I think of the tortoise and the hare. Mm. And that story, um, when
0: I was younger, was something that really stuck in my head because I was the type of person
2: that, in class, I wanted to be first to finish my work, first, you know, like I, I was that child. Um, I remember when I was in primary school, they used to give us like the um, math textbooks. Yes. And you used to have to work at your own speed. And I used to be wanting to take mine home and I was, you know, I wanted to do it like, and I was eager to be ahead. And um, direction over speed just reminds me that sometimes being ahead is actually being behind. It's actually yes. being able to see from another perspective. You know, when you're out in front and you're running and there isn't any competition and there's nothing um, to reach for, you can't, you're not, you're not growing, you're not seeing any better. So sometimes it's about just taking that bit of time, actually being in the position of the tortoise and taking your time, taking your rest when needed, but completing the race, not being too tired to finish at the end.
0: I love that. I love these different versions. Miss Bear, you guys Um, wanna say, girl?
1: And and remembering that, as Cece said, you know, it's it's, you versus you, so
0: there's no comparison. Yes. I love that. You're running against yourself, so take it easy, chill. I like what you guys are saying in terms of just about the focus, really, and um, taking it from a wider perspective and then just being able to be like, okay, cool we're gonna get there, we're gonna keep going, but it really is just about the, um, almost like giving yourself some leeway, but staying focused, right? So you still get to where you wanna go, but just be focused about going, and on your own time, in your own timeline. I love that. Miss Kirsty, what are you saying, girl? How are you? Tell us, what is direction over speed? Um, How are you? I'm great, thank you. I can't and wait to go to me. sleep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, for me, personally, direction of speed is not something I really considered until this year, actually in the last four or five months. It's not a time I really came across. It's something that's coming up a lot very recently with everything that I've been working on. And for me, it's um, when I think about it, I never really concentrated on the speed because I never actually had a direction. Mm. So just to actually focus
1: on one over the other for me is actually more imperative. I have to kind of um, actually forget the speed is there and actually just focus on the direction because I didn't have one. So hence I wasn't really going anywhere. So there was no speed other than to get nowhere real fast. I love that. It's what um, Bev said as well. It's not only direction, but while putting in the work on the direction is actually enjoying the work that I'm doing, the time that it takes. For me, comparison is a big thing as we know and I am getting better with it, but it still leaves me in a place of you know, I don't feel like I have a direction or I'm not sure what my direction is. I tend to go to comparing and that's what I'm trying to eliminate. So I'm trying to just focus on my direction, on
0: what it is that I would like to do to be able to serve that fulfilled me. And then to speak, I won't even think about it because you're so focused on what you're doing and I I love that, and I think it's good because I think sometimes, like you said, people are—you know—we start hitting certain ages or certain milestones start happening in our life, and like the getting to thirty is one of the big things, or being eighteen, or being twenty-one, or having a child, and because of these milestones, we almost feel like life is running away with us so now we've got to do some stuff but we really have no sense of direction but we've got to do some stuff right so we've got to just do some stuff and before you know it it's literally like just spinning around on the same spot and getting nowhere because there is no sense of direction so this is why initially when I heard direction over speed it grounded me it grounded me because I was already on a pathway of living a life that I love right and having allowed myself to sit in the driver's seat of my life so I was basically navigating doing only jobs that were on purpose um building platforms to encourage inspire other people um writing down my goals manifesting I was already on this path if you like but I felt like I had been putting in the work for four or five years into certain things and there was just no results. So I was just like, okay, well, you know what? This must not be for me then. This can't be for me because guess what? Other people put working for six months and they get their thing. So I recognised that I was more focused on the speed. I was more like, things should happen at this time. Things should happen when now, because I've put in work, I need to get the result. And so I realized that there was a point where I started with just what I want, what I loved. I only started with what I loved, but somewhere along the line, you start to get lost in this world of comparison and it's not necessarily you even comparing yourself to anybody else. It's just, I should have arrived by now. I should have got these results by now. I've been putting work in for this amount of time. So before you know it, you're living on timelines. And it kind of can take away your passion. It can take away your desire. It can be really, really, really super disencouraging. You start to beat yourself up and you can just really go to a low place. And the crazy thing is when you start building something like the first year, six months, maybe even two years, you are dead ass excited. Because you've got so much momentum and more time, everything that you're putting energy into, it feels so much better than where you were, the knowledge you're getting, the books you're reading, the audios you're around, the people you're around. So you are just super high and excited by all of the energy that's around you. And that lasts for a while sometimes. I'm not going to lie. And even if you have a little dip, you have got communities and people and things around you that inspire you. But I'm telling you, for some of you, those that, for some of you that may be at the beginning of your journey, of whether that is a healing journey, whether that is building your business journey, whether that is starting to believe in yourself journey, and you're in maybe the first, maybe five to six years, you could still be in that high but when you feel like you've been putting work in for 5 6 years i mean some people don't even give themselves a year before they're at this place but when you've really been putting work in for a long period of time and it feels like those results aren't hitting <laughs> shit starts to look different now shit starts to look different now has any of you out on the stage experienced any of that yet Nobody? Mm, all of it, all <laughs> of the above. And so um, what do you do when you hit those points where it just feels like, "Now, nah, God, you cannot hear me. You can't see me. Like, uh, have you forgotten me? Um,
2: <clears throat> I, don't, I think before I would have had a mental breakdown. <laughs> um, when I was turning 30, i've said this before when i was turning 30 i legit had a mental breakdown i was legit like my life is not where i'm supposed to be um i felt that i was doing all the right things with like regards to my relationship and trying to put myself out there and i was just like god like this this is not for me like something must be wrong um and I actually wrote about it, I wrote a blog about it, and the response from the blog made me realise that I wasn't the only one, and I think until that point I felt like I was the only one in that position and in that situation, so um, definitely before I would have gone to wallowing and self-pity and probably crying my eyes out and having a breakdown, now... um, I have a great coach, so I know to ask myself quality questions so that I can get quality answers. I know that um, I can communicate. I have a very good circle of people that when I'm feeling some type of weight, I can go to them for advice or communicate. I know that, like I was saying earlier, it's not a matter of, you know, being the first out of the blocks, it's actually a matter of being consistent and disciplined with myself, so yeah, it's actually just changing habits and sticking things out. Really, that that has made a huge difference for me personally.
0: I love that. So changing habits, major point, guys. Love that. Going to come back to that, Miss Bev. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as Cece. I was just thinking, you know, um, before when when I joined Mindset, I was 50 then, and I thought
1: I'd been put out to pasture. Me, I thought, well, I'm done. Mm. I missed the boat. There ain't nothing happening for me, and um, now I'm just kind of like, whoa, hold on, put on the brakes. Come on, I ain't ready. Yes. You know? So everything's just like pouring on, pouring on me like rain, like literally. So yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. I thought, you know, because I was a certain age that I'd missed the boat, basically. But it just goes to show you that God's timing. God's timing is the best and you have no idea um when you're gonna be blessed with whatever it is that you're gonna be blessed with and sometimes you have to just there's a lot of walking to do and as you always say until you've learned certain lessons you can't get to the next stage so it's 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 a beautiful thing to see it unfolding.
0: I love that and I love that you said there's a lot of walking to do so Cece said it's about changing your habits and I think for me, that was one thing that I had to recognise when I realised I was focusing on this timeline. And actually more than changing my habit, it was understanding my mindset. It was understanding that I was holding myself accountable to to a timeline that who said it was going to happen in that time? Who said that? And maybe if it came in that time, would I really have been prepared for it? Would I really have been ready for it? And this goes for anything. This can be about relationships. This can be about your business. This can be about your personal growth journey. This can be about healing. This can be about anything that you want to bring into fruition. The the idea of direction over speed, you know when it really changed for me? It really changed for me when I put God in front of everything. Because actually... What I realized is there were some things that I wanted, and they just weren't for me. Maybe I wanted them to look good. Maybe I wanted them because that would make me feel like I'm successful. Maybe I wanted them because that would make me feel like I've done something great in the world. Maybe I wanted them because actually that would make everything of me not feeling good about myself or not having enough or not being beautiful enough or people can't see me or a man not wanting to love me. Maybe if I had that thing, then... that's,
2: That's really interesting because... Um, beforehand a closed door would have been rejection for me. Right. So not getting a job, losing the partner um, that would have been me not seeming good enough me um, blaming myself you know it wouldn't have been actually maybe that's just not the path that I'm meant to be on. Maybe that's just not the person that I'm meant to be with. Maybe it was a matter of blame and literally like I said like Wallowing, and even this morning, I came off of. Um, so, this morning, oh, yesterday, I came off of Clubhouse. And no, it was this morning because I was looking, I was checking out Bev's um, room, which came up in my hallway. And as I scrolled through the hallway, I saw a room which said, um, Men, is it too late for a woman to be met ma- um, if she's not married by 33? And I was like, oh. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> what, what, what? Wow. Okay. Oh, great. Like, 33? I thought, wow. So I, I quickly jumped onto this room, and I was just like, the ignorance, the absolute ignorance of people. Mm-hmm. And I like, just Like said, this just isn't for me. Because I'm past my 33. I don't feel like it's the end of the road because I'm not married. And I'm not going to allow viewpoints of certain people to make me feel bad about a decision that I know is in
0: God's hands. Come on, talk about it. And that's the point, like, a lot of the things we want as well, they are solidified by other people's opinions, whether we're aware of it or not. And so as much as as I had a certain level of awareness, I still, in the back of my head, was associating certain things with success. And I'm talking about the amount that I earned, where I lived, the lifestyles my children would have, you know, um, what was available to us, whether they could go to private school or a normal school. I was determined, like, sorry, I was making all of these things determine if that meant that I was a successful person. And what I realized is when I sat down and I cleaned out of all of my dreams, all of the things I've been putting on my vision board for years or um, all of the things that I was asking for or praying about. And I was like, wow, for some of those things, not. Yes, I know I deserve them. Right. But actually, at the root of it, at the core of my belief system, the reason why I wanted some of those things is because it was the only thing that I would be able to identify with as being successful. So, certain things like actual things that I love and care about, like helping people, um, you know, having a positive impact on people's lives, um, encouraging people to be able to change their own lives, giving them tools and methods and things that will help them feel empowered these things weren't on my list. Because at that time, to me, that was not successful. I couldn't weigh it up. I couldn't add a quantity to that. I couldn't say, oh, that means earning this money. That's interesting because with you
1: saying that those things weren't on your list and the fact that you do them so well, those things are on my list, but they're not happening. So that's really interesting that those were things that you didn't want, there were other things that you possibly wanted, um, but they weren't for you or, as you were saying, these are things that I want, things that I've thought about, but I didn't necessarily put it to success. These are just things that I want and I'm so determined not to let them go. To think that there could be something else other than those things outside of that for me, it's like, Or what could that possibly be? But I'm not even allowing myself to experience that, or to even possibly do that, because I'm doing exactly what you're saying. I'm holding on to the things
0: that I want to the point that it's leaving me stuck, so stubborn to the point that I'm not willing to let them go. And the thing is, right? That's what was happening to me to certain things. So everything else that was unfolding right before my eyes the impact I was having on people's lives, the way that I was just walking into rooms and making them move, guess what? My focus wasn't on it, so I couldn't even see that it was valuable. So some of the things that some of you are doing right now, effortlessly, cooking, looking after children, helping people, teaching people, encouraging people that you see zero value in because you just do it, This is where the direction comes in. Because what happens is there's a lot of stuff pumped in our faces right now. And this is even why I don't even like the title coach. Because everybody's a coach. I have never, ever, ever in my life wanted to do what everybody else is doing, ever. As a matter of fact, if the crowd is going to the left, you can catch me all the way to the right because I've just never been that person. But you see what happens is there's such a thing, it's a a thing now to be empowering. Just like I was talking about the other day, it's a thing to be a strong Black woman. It's a thing to be positive. It's a thing to talk about religion and God or energy. These are things that people wanna aspire to now build a business or an impact or touch thousands of people's lives with because, They are put on such a platform. And my thing is, you know the corner shop man that runs that corner shop every single day? Winter, snow, frost, sunshine, Sunday to Monday. Do you know how valuable that man is? Do you know how important that role is? Do you know how much he understands direction? But let me tell you, if you're not willing, and here's what I had to do when I recognized that, whoa, 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 I'm labeling certain things as success subconsciously because that's what was around me and that's what I could relate to as successful. Do you understand? I didn't know that my grandma, who was going to every church meeting, who was putting things on in the community, who was breaking barriers for the island that she came from, I didn't see that as success. I didn't even know that that was a part of her calling. I didn't even know how much doors by her being that person, how much that has opened up for me until I sat with myself and I sat with God. And it's interesting because I asked all of you what direction over speed meant to you. And more than ever, what direction over speed means to me is I am not willing to go anywhere, do anything, want anything if it ain't from God and so much of you are going to say well how do you know it's from God I sit in silence I blur out all the noise and I listen to my heart and I listen to those things that have never let me go ever they've always been in me somewhere and it could just be one thing and a lot of you know my journey and the one thing that I started with was dance. It was never about impacting anybody else's life. It was never about making money. It was never about it was never about anything. All I wanted to do was dance. That was it. So what did I do? I danced. And when I danced, everything else came. But I listened to what was in me. Because what was in me could only come from one powerful creator. And that's where I found the truth. And from that, everything else came. The thing is, sometimes when we're sitting down and we're writing down what we want, and we're writing down these lists, and we're writing down these visions, I'm asking you that when you ask yourself about direction and speed, why do you really want it? Is it because you believe that's gonna lead you to six figures? Is it because you believe that's gonna make you feel successful? Is it because you believe it's gonna change the outcome of your life? And when you're really willing to ask yourself these questions and get to the truth of it, I think some of the answers are gonna surprise some of you. Because underneath a lot of it, I can tell you what the answer is gonna be. It's gonna be because that by achieving that thing, you believe that you're gonna be more valuable. And I'm just here to tell you how it's a lie. Because you already are valuable. And you already have everything that you need. And you are already everything you need to be. That's what's crazy. You don't have to be any more qualified. You don't have to be any more experienced. You don't even have to be any more great. Because when the direction comes from God Maybe what you really need to be doing is asking for clarity. Is asking for your next step, not your next thing. Anybody got anything to say?
2: Mm. 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 <laughs> so that felt very... um like you hit the nail on the head um, and it's interesting because listening to you speak I was brought back to thinking about lockdown and just how much changed mm. for me um, during lockdown it was something that, that was designed to like you know keep us all inside and you know like rid of COVID and I feel like in the cleanse of the world I was cleansed Mm. I was able to just strip back everything that I thought was important because what I had put my importance in was no longer important my children weren't in school and I was having to homeschool so the grades that they were meant to meet the quotas they were meant to meet in school they weren't meeting them anyway because they were at home
0: Mm. and there was no
2: one to judge their standards but me
0: and just one minute, just on that point, that is so powerful because when the world stopped, if you like, and half of, I'm a parent, and half of my conversations are go to school, get your head up, get the grades that you did. And in last year, I couldn't give a shit. It was more important that my children knew they are valuable. It was more important that they know they're loved. So really, this is what I'm saying. Where are these influences coming from because they're not ours? And
2: I know for me, personally, it was always understanding that I would you, you know you're being judged as a parent. If your child goes to school and they're failing, you're being judged as a parent. If your child goes to school and they look like this, you're being judged as a parent, it's your child. And it was just very interesting because. During lockdown, um, my eldest had online classes and I was listening to some of them teachers talk and watching some of them teachers and I was like, this is crazy (laughs) because they weren't, they didn't know how to be. They didn't have the authority or the, the comfortableness of being in school and being that teacher behind their desk. They were out of their depth just as much as the children were. So it put everybody on an even playing field if you if you want to say it that way. Mm. Where now you weren't any more important than the student. And actually, it was very interesting because the students were able to teach the truth the the teachers things that I don't think would have happened had they have been in school under the strict, you know, teacher-student mm. circumstances. So it was very, very interesting just to just to see that dynamic change and um, them having parents evenings and stuff during lockdown and catch-ups, so I thought it was really interesting because I was like my child's been at home so nobody knows better than me where my child's at and what my child's doing. Um, but that gave me, it, it just wiped the slate clean to me. I have been a different parent when it comes to school because yes, ultimately, school is important, education is important. I, like, I stand by that. But during lockdown, I said, well, hold on a second. My children are out of school for a year. They've been out of school for basically a year. Mm. The standard of education is not the same because I am not a teacher. Some of the stuff that they were doing, I was like, bro, like, I'm having to learn this myself while I'm teaching you because I don't know.
0: Right. And the I thing is, is, although school and education, I'm a big advocate for education. Like I love education. I don't particularly like the schooling system and the way that we're educated, but education is freedom. Full stop, period. But my thing is, when we broke down what was important, you really had to ask yourself, no, what really is important.
2: Yeah. And then being at home, it came down to actually their mental well-being. Come on. their learning life skills the way that I was able to go shopping and like my daughter now has an obsession for self-scan so when we go into the shop she says can you go to that tool? because i want to scan everything can you know now you go to supermarkets and you've got the little machines and you can scan mm. the barcode you she's obsessed with it because now she gets to feel like she's playing that role it's not someone else you know putting her shopping through and doing it she's actually getting to do it and tap the card and do all that kind of stuff so just teaching them really um basic lifestyles cooking and baking and them having to get up in the morning and set their lunches for the day and just different things that we done really made me have a newfound appreciation for my children it did give me a newfound appreciation for teachers I'm not gonna lie
0: because I think it they got <laughs> they got hard. a lot of work and also I think that Just it's really good because it ties in with the topic of the direction. I think that in COVID, it allowed us all to sit and think like, whoa, tomorrow's not promised, right? So it's no longer about, you know how we were all on this. We were all like, wake up, do this in that hour, do that in that hour, do this in that hour, do that in that hour. Oh, we've worked, we're out, come in, watch TV, go bed, go to sleep.
2: And people were working from home. So being comfortable not getting out of your pajamas more time because honestly I'm not gonna lie there were days where my pajamas were my best friend because I didn't have to leave the house you know um the fact that you didn't have to get up and go to an office and sit down and put on this smile and greet people and you know show up for other people the fact that you were in your own space and just able to be you I found so much more of myself
0: Right, so there you have it. The minute that the speed, do you see it? The minute that the timeline, the speed was removed, all of a sudden people started to focus on their direction. Yeah, definitely. People started to ask, who am I? What do I wanna do? What's life gonna give me? What do I have to give to life? What really matters today? Cause at one point in lockdown, <laughs> was there even days? Was there even hours? There was just moments rolling from one moment to the next moment to the next moment. I had no clue what day it was because you were just present to the present. And it really didn't matter what day it was because guess what? Nothing was really changing. But you see, we have this speed. On Monday, we do this. On Tuesday, we do that. On Thursday, oh, thank God it's Friday. And when you start to remove that, Every single day of the week, there is something valuable for me. I remember when I used to live for the weekend. I don't live for the weekend anymore. I don't even, there's no difference in the weekend to my week. There really is no difference. Because every day it's about living in direction and purpose, being intentional. And you can't get there unless you're willing to figure out where it is that you really want to go. 'Cause you could want things, right? But but the dire if there's no direction, you're you're not gonna get anywhere. Miss Castillo or have you all got anything to say?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, thinking about, you know, when I was in the relationship that I was in for fifteen years, and I remember when I came came out of it, you know, I just felt like I'd wasted fifteen years of my life and you know, it was quite bitter and it's like, what do I have to show for it? And you know, the guy I was with, he had children who he was supporting, he had back home in Africa and he had a house that he was able to build. And, you know, that was through the love and support that I gave him. And I thought, well, I have nothing, but, you know, over the last year I've been able to look at that situation completely differently. And I just said to myself, some, you know, Holy Spirit just told me, and I recognize that's what that is now, um, that it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily about what I had had gotten or not gotten from the situation. the, purpose of our relationship had been served i said who knew who knows the the support that those children got to be who they are today to get through university as they all have done who knows one of them could be you know the next president of africa or something you just don't know what the purpose was but the purpose was what it was i may not necessarily know that today what it was you know but it was all my purpose was valuable and it was all part of the chain and it was necessary and i've been able to completely flip that and appreciate that you know I was valuable in that and I'm quite proud that I you know that I got through it and you know everybody's happy and the children are amazing and it's just wonderful when you're able to flip life on its head and take the business out of it.
0: Yes I love that because that's what I'm saying we will go through painful experiences you know and also you know that's what it's about it's about the journey It's not that beginning and the end, right? And I think sometimes we do that, we get into relationships. And yes, I believe you should be in purpose filled relationships. So there should be a purpose in you being together, right? And we know that when we get together, we might come together as these people, but in five years, we might be different people. And then when marriage comes in and moving in comes in and Children come in and financial stuff comes in. There's loads of different things that come into a relationship that impact the relationship, right? But at the same time, once there is purpose always in it, right? Then you're always able to navigate where you want to go. And sometimes that is going your separate ways. But it doesn't mean that there was no purpose in the relationship because I guarantee all of us, all of the relationships we've been in, they've grown us. And whether that growth has come through pain and obstacles and challenges, or whether it's been a beautiful experience, ultimately our soul is here to grow. So there's things that we will experience.
2: And it's that thing of relationships being for a reason, a season or a lifetime, and just understanding which of them it
0: is. Yes, I love that. And I wanted to read you guys the statement. It literally says, if you're pointed in the wrong direction, it doesn't matter how fast you're traveling. And I think that really sums up direction over speed. If you're going in the wrong, listen, if I'm trying to go to Manchester, right, but my sat-nav is taking me to London, I'm never gonna get to Manchester. It doesn't matter how fast I zing down that motorway to go down to London. It doesn't matter how, if there's a bag of traffic, how long I sit in it, I'm not in the right direction. So I'm not going to get to where I wanna go. I just feel like the way that this spirit has laid this on my room on my room and in my chest today is I'm inviting you all to really ask yourself For the things that you're asking for or the things that you want, whether that be relationship, a healing experience, starting a business, um, a new house, car, whatever it is. Why do you want those things? Is that really a part of who you're called to be? Is that really a part of deeper fulfillment? Is that really going to make your soul feel absolutely incredible that it came in this lifetime to be a part of that? Or are we just wanting it for a surface thing that that will make us feel good in the moment? That will make us feel good for a little while. Because there's nothing like wanting even success, right? And getting there, but being miserable. But when you flip it on the head and you really start to understand your direction, when you really start to recognize the purpose in why you want something, when you really start to sit with the ideas of your why being so clear. That's why when I said I sit with God, it's things that don't leave me alone. And I ask about them and then I get the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. And that's not me saying that challenges and obstacles don't come along the way, but guess what guys? I'm so focused on the why. I'm so focused on the big thing, right? The reason that I want it is so deep. It don't matter what comes to stop me. It don't matter what gets in my way. It don't matter how many times I have to sit down on my ass and be knocked down because I know for sure I'm getting up. Do you want to know why? Because I'm not stopping until I get there. When I now put Manchester in my sat-nav and the sat-nav directs me, but there's roadblocks, there's traffic, there's been a car accident. Oh, my car breaks down, but I've got an aim to get to Manchester. Guess what? I'm getting to Manchester regardless. Because the sat nav knows my destination, so it's always going to be able to direct me. When you go and you get the direction from God and God knows your destination, God is always going to be able to give you the direction to get there. God is always going to be able to say, "This is the way to go." God is always going to be able to say like, "Whoa, hold up, This lesson you need so it's going to look like it's going to look like amber." but it's not a red light, it's just an amber light. It's get ready. And then I'll give you the green light and it's go. Your life starts to feel different because the direction is so clear that you're getting the next steps. This struggle of conflict of, I don't know, or what if, or maybe, or I'm trying a million things. You don't need to try a million things because there is a path that even if you are ordained to get a million things, guess what, you're gonna get all of those a million things on your way because you are so clear about the direction. But I personally believe I've only reached that place from one, getting clear with me and asking myself, like, why do you want that? Like, What does that mean to you? And I feel like some of the stuff, it, it looks great on paper. It looks really good in pictures. It looks even better on my vision board, but that's all it was was looking good and for some of you I'm sorry even wanting to impact lives that's coming from a place of looking good it actually is wanting your children to be successful for some of y'all it's coming from a place of looking good and we just got to be willing to have honesty with ourselves and be like you know what everybody else in my family failed so I just wanted to make it Is that really the truth? Mm, Maybe not, but is that my truth? Mm, Yeah, that might be just an example of what you say to yourself. And then you just scrape that to the side and then you say, okay, cool. So what is it that I really want? And actually what I really want is to be paid to do what I love. And then you're able to say, okay, what do you love? And then you're able to say, how can you get income? You see, and before you know it, you're on the right path now. And that six figures or that house, that doesn't matter. But does it mean that it's not gonna come? No, of course you can still get that. But your direction is clearer. All you really wanted was to feel joy. All you really wanted was to wake up every single day and have purpose. All you really wanted was to wake up every day and be connected to people that are making a difference. And then you understand the truth of what you was writing down was coming from the wrong place. That's not what you really wanted. It's just what looked good. And so before we go, I wanna just leave you with some steps on how you can really start to get um, a sense of direction over speed. And step one for me is being super clear clear can't say that word (laughs) been super clear on where you want to go and that does come from like I've just said asking yourself questions so what do you want why do you want it and when you answer the why do you want it be honest and more time is the first thing that comes to your head sometimes you want things because you want to prove to your exes that you made it yeah (laughs) I was that girl too. (laughs) Sometimes you want things because you're the only person putting in the work. So you don't want your children to go without. These are the real stuff that we're carrying and we don't even know we're carrying it. Sometimes you want things because everybody thought that you was a failure and you want to prove to them that you're not. Sometimes you want things because you never believed in yourself. So if you achieve that, it will prove to you that you believe in yourself. And I'm telling you, it's a lie. So you've got to be willing to ask yourself those questions. And when you get to the truth of those questions, then you're able to now say, okay, what I really want is just to feel good every morning when I wake up. Okay, then your next question might be, well, what makes me feel good? And you might say, walking around naked. And then you might go, okay, well, how can I find more ways to walk around naked? I'm just giving you a silly example. But my point is you bring it down until you get the answers because the answers are never outside of you. They are never, ever outside of you. All of the answers are in you. I'm just inviting you to open an inquiry into yourself. And if you're willing to go into yourself, I like to call it that you're willing to get into a conversation with God. And in that conversation with God, you're gonna get answers. So that's step one. Then step two is take action. So check in with what it is that you're feeling, right? What it is that you need to do and take action. I heard something today and I love it. It says, if you want something or you wanna be someone, you've got to do. So if you want it, you've got to do it. If you want to be it, you've got to do it. It's just that simple. If you want to be a podcaster, then start to record podcasts. If you want to be a writer, then start writing. If you want to speak to thousands of people, start speaking. There is no magical formula. If you want it, do it. But you can start small, start with your micro wins. If you wanna speak to 10,000 people, start speaking to one person, then speak to 10 people, then get a hundred people and so on and so on and so on. There's no magic formula to creating what you wanna do. You've gotta be willing to take action. But every single day, take micro wins. If you wanna create products, create products. Whatever it is, do it. No one's gonna do it for you. Actually just start moving and get it done. And every day that you do it, tick it off, micro win, micro win. Some days it will feel like you're not moving because sometimes I could be wanting to speak to 10,000 women and I'm speaking to two. But guess what? I'm gonna keep speaking like I'm speaking to 10,000 women. And in a year's time, when I look back, I'll be like, oh my God. Because there was a point when I was doing my dance classes, I was doing them consistently. I'd already been in the game five or six years and I was coming to class and I was struggling with a mere six people, oh, seven people, oh, five people, oh ten 10 people, oh, six, oh, seven, oh, five. And you could just be discouraged. But then there was a day where I got into a room and I looked back and I looked at the slow progress that had came and to be doing like exercise rooms all year And then one day look around and see like 50, 60 people consistently. I was like, thank you, God. But it took me not quitting. It took me giving out the same energy to those two people as I gave to those 60. And that's where you have to decide that you're going to keep winning. This is because your direction is so important that guess what? The numbers no longer matter the speed, it doesn't matter. Because you're focused on the why, you're focused on the direction, you're focused on the calling that God has put in you. You're focused on what he spoke to you about. And because he gave it to you, it's a gift. Because he gave it to you it's a present. And when somebody gifts you with something, you gotta learn to value it. And so your value has to come from you saying, yo, this is mine. And it's mine to cherish, but also to give away. And it doesn't matter if nobody's buying it, it doesn't matter if nobody's seeing it. it, doesn't matter if nobody's clapping or celebrating you. Work your gift. Because that's where stuff starts changing. Which leads me on to step three. And step three is this is important, guys be encouraged by what's working and not discouraged by what is not. Some things that you do are not going to work. And that's great because in those moments, there's something for you to learn. No, it's not confirming that that is not where you need to go or that you've been counted out or that you're rubbish or that's not for you, no. It's just teaching you something. So you might make an investment of 500 pounds and lose it. And you think, oh my God, I made a stupid move. I've been trusted with this thing. I can't believe I've done that. No, it's getting you ready. So that if you're comfortable and you could understand why you lost 500, guess what babes, you're not gonna lose the mill. You're gonna know how to take care of the mill. You're gonna know how to grow the mill. You're gonna know how to double the mill. So losing 500, mm, it's not really that bad. But if you stop when you lose the 500, you'll miss the lesson. And that's what happens to a lot of people because they don't understand the direction and they're so focused on the speed. When the obstacle and challenges come, you're knocked out. I've been doing the same thing for years. Ultimately, the same things for years. Numbers grow gradually. Impact is growing gradually but guess what? My direction of what I'm building never changed, never moved. And I feel it getting closer and closer and closer each day and each year. And I'm like, thank you, God. And this is what brings me to step number four, which is remember to rejig stuff and keep checking in with yourself. So that means some of your methods are not always gonna work, but you don't change the overall plan. You don't need a plan B. I always say, I don't have no plan B because God never had a plan B when he created me. So it's plan A all day. There is no plan B. What do you need a plan B for? You have a plan B because you are doubting what God has put in you. There is no plan B. It's plan A all day. And until you get to plan A, what are you doing? You wake up every day and you go again. There is no plan B, plan A all day. So you keep checking in. How do you feel? Is this working? Is there a return on your investment? And I'm not just talking money. If you're putting love, energy, time, effort, this could even be about a relationship, guys. Are you putting in money, time, effort, love, and it's not been returned? Baby, girl, your desires of what you want for a relationship, we ain't shifting them. But that man, he he might have to go. The man might have to go. <laughs> But the direction of what you want in your husband, of what you believe you deserve, that's not changing, babes. Just the same way that you might go into a deal in business, the first deal might not work. You might have to rejig it. You might have to do another deal. That deal might not even work. You have to rejig it. But guess what? We ain't changing the direction. Plan A all day. Listen, that is a whole hashtag. Plan A all day. There is no plan B because there was no plan B when God created me. So we are focused because it is the direction over speed. That's number four. And my last point, number five, oh, I've got two more actually. Is um, no, so this actually ties on to number four. You might change the path, but you never change the direction. So where are we at? Number five. Number five, this is important get an accountability community or get an accountability partner. What we ain't going to do is smash goals alone. It don't work. Yes, you can be a single entrepreneur. Yes, you can be a single, um, you can't even be single in a relationship because you ain't in a relationship. You feel me? So what you want to do is even if the goals are for you, even if the dreams are for you as an individual, hold, speak to people that can hold you accountable to hitting it, that can remind you who you are on those days where you're falling off, that can pull you higher. A lot of us are responsible and linked to and connected to people that hold us accountable to bullshit. So I'm just saying you need an accountability partner that's not necessarily going to be comfortable. That's not necessarily going to be like, oh, okay, I understand what you're going through. No, get an accountability partner that's going to say, okay, that's a struggle or an obstacle. But guess what, babe? Direction over speed, we're still moving. And that's what people are scared to do because people don't wanna hear the truth, but get an accountability partner or get an accountability community, because I'm telling you, they can see things that you can't see and it helps you to win. Don't sleep on that point. And my last point, number six, cause we are gonna end on creativity, which is number six. The last point is nice and simple, keep going whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that may not be working, whatever it is that you want, it might not come in a year, it might not come in two years, heck, it might not even come while you're alive. But I would rather die knowing that I lived a life of purpose and direction, as opposed to being out here a lone soldier with no place to go. those are your six points to understand, comprehend and kill direction over speed and that's it from me anybody got anything to say before we leave out can I just say T um I was thinking about your point number four and um looking at the um 21 day self-love um your challenge that you've set Mm -hmm. on one of your podcasts um
1: one of the questions was how are um what standards am i defining myself by amen and, <laughs> and you know in the past my standards would have been set by my peers by my parents by my friends by my family by my partners by society by social media but now my standards my standards are set by me and i was just listening to what you were saying about reevaluation, and that was one of the things that i wrote down um your
0: standards you know they life changes and you do have to be. Reevaluating yourself, you know,
1: and the goals that you've set because life changes, you change and the beauty is just appreciating where you are now and how far you've gone and celebrating those, you know, as you say, micro wins.
0: Love that. And it's so important because when I took my stop last week, it wasn't really a stop, but it was an accountability check. It was, I'm six months into the year It's time to rejig some things. Because when you go, that's another thing. You see the speed. The speed makes you believe that you've got to go hard. And the speed makes you believe that you've got to keep going, as in go, 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 right? But what you don't understand when you're focused on the speed is how much the stop teaches you, is how much the still teaches you, is how much the reflecting teaches you. Because you won't see it because you're on the speed. I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got one year, I've got to hit this, I've got three months, I've got to hit this. When actually, you might have, been doing, do, might have been doing something that works for three months and it works well. But in month four and five, it doesn't work well. But if you're not doing that reflection, if you're not coming to that still, if you're not checking in, you're not able to say, oh, okay, right, now I need to flip and I need to do this to get me to the next point. And then you get there and you're like, right, this feels good, I've got momentum. And then all of a sudden you realise momentum stopped again. Guess what, you rejig. Right now I need to try this to get me there. But we don't fall off where we're going. We just rejig it. We just reflect, we just analyse. It's not a stopping point. Too much of us are so used to, I tried this, it didn't work, I'm stopping. Oh, let me try something else. Oh, let me try this. Oh, this is the master plan that's gonna get me there. No babes, none of those master plans are gonna get you there. Do you wanna know why? Because all of those plans that you're building, you're building them so you can look successful. And it's not your portion. But when you sit with yourself and you say, you know what, I just wanna feel good. What makes me feel good? Or I just actually, in my heart, I genuinely am so inspired by seeing people in their power. That stirs me up more than a lot of things in life. So then now I've got direction. Well, how can I contribute to that? How can I help that? It's different to when I'm writing down, I want a six-figure business that's gonna change people's lives. For what? When you start asking these questions really to yourself and the answers really start coming from a different place, half of the stuff you want, you're gonna recognize you don't even want it anymore because it was all out of speed and it had nothing to do with the real purpose and direction on your life at all. And it's a hard pill for some people to swallow. But we gotta be sitting with it and we've got to be ready. And the whole reason why I did this shake the room is because I felt like there's a lot of blousey things about being unapologetic, about stepping into who you are, about taking up space. And we post a thousand quotes and everybody's like, yeah, 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 that resonates. Yeah, amazing, whoop, that's me. But when it comes down to crunch time, is that really you? Are you really willing to do those things? Are you really willing to step in the fire while it's burning and standing in it and still do what you got to do? Are you really willing? And the answer for a lot of people is no. I'll crumble and I'll fall and I'll fall off every time. And I fall off every time because my emotions get the best of me. Or I look at my circumstances and I say, this is who I really am. And every time I stop and think I'm actually defining myself by everything outside of me. And I'm saying to you "You got more in your gut than that. You got more in your belly than that. You got more in you than that, use it. And no, it's not gonna be easy. And no, it's not gonna be comfortable, but it was never supposed to be. So you're gonna have to put in some gut work. You're gonna have to put in some belly work. You're gonna have to be willing to get uncomfortable, but walk anyways. Everything could be crumbling around you and you're gonna have to stand. And you only have to go through a real relationship to know that you don't always meet eye to eye, but if it's something that you want and you're both willing to fight for it and you both put time, energy and effort into it, it becomes something so beautiful. And it's the same with anything. But certain times, you've got to remind yourself that you have that fight in you. You've got that gut in you. You've got that belly in you. And you got to get to work. Anybody else got anything to say before I check out? I thought I was going to do a half an hour room. And we're here an hour later. <laughs> Kirsty, Titi, you good? <laughs> I just wrote down my quick points. I was ready to come and share my points and bounce out. (laughs) No,
2: thank you. It was very insightful. I love it. I'm looking at direction over speed now. And I'm thinking,
0: okay, cool. I can see that in a completely different way. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Queens, for being here. It's a wrap. And I just pray that you're inspired to keep pushing through, to keep shaking the room, to keep fighting and recognise that it's only you versus you. And sometimes the speed, it just really doesn't matter. The speed, it just doesn't count because it's really not on our timing anyway. So we may as well just learn to allow and let go and enjoy the journey. And enjoying the journey just means taking it day by day, step by step, and whatever that is, whatever, whatever it is to you, that it is that you're stepping into, that you're building, that you're growing with. It can even be a new relationship, you know? a new experience, and I'm talking a new relationship, whether that's motherhood, whether that's friendship, whether that's with your colleagues, you know, think about the direction of that thing, because in whatever we choose to do in life, there can be challenges, but I'm just reminding y'all to stay focused, keep going, and when it gets tough, just rejig, but don't stop. You've got this, people. Have an amazing evening, people, and thank y'all so much for joining me It's been an awesome conversation and I pray y'all have a blessed evening. Toodles. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.